Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is July 14th, 2021. This is the AEW Dynamite Fighter Fest post show for Fightful.com. We have so much stuff on Fightful this week. Uh, earlier this week, we dropped an interview with Willie Mack. He is wrestling at Slammiversary this week. Uh, by the way, I'll be at Slammiversary. I'll be on the scene bringing you guys exclusive news, all kinds of stuff. Uh, I am very excited for that. Things are getting a little more normal now. Uh, in addition to that, we have an interview with Natalia dropping on Thursday. And then on Friday, we got Wesley Blake. And that's in addition to two interviews that we dropped last week. Buddy Murphy and Adam Cole blew up on our channel over 40,000 views. I want to thank you all so much. Also, over 40,000 of you joined our Conor McGregor absolute meltdown watch along um, where we watched him just shrink into a corn cob in front of our very eyes. Thank you for all the love you guys are showing us. And I posted a thread on Twitter today. I wanted to say thank you guys. Fightful has had its most successful period in a really trying time for a lot of other people that is not lost on me. Thank you guys so much for supporting us so much now. And obviously the world isn't completely back to normal yet. But uh, it's starting to feel a little more normal. And I want to thank all of you that supported us, whether you just watched the show, you donate Super Chats, you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, which you know I'm going to tell you more about later. But uh, thank you guys so much. I mean it an awful lot. Um, I know sometimes I get sassy on here, but we, we keep long hours here, and we would rather be doing nothing else. Alex is here right now while literally his favorite NBA team yep. is in a two-point game at the half in the NBA Finals. So, yep. um, Yeah. it's uh, yeah. Considering how poorly we played in the first quarter, uh, that's a victory. So, so yeah, I'm just going to kill some time, not worrying about it for the next hour, and then I'll watch the fourth quarter and, and chew my nails down to the bone. So, Well, guys, please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Tap that bell for notifications. We still have a post-show Friday, even though I'm in Nashville, Robert and Jeremy. Then next yeah. week, I'll be in Denver. I have an honest-to-God weekend off. Pineapple Pete is joining Robert. Shug Dunkerton, who if you've, if you've watched AEW, you know who he is. I'm so excited for that. Uh, but get your Super Chats in right now, guys. Kylie says, long live Fightful. Long live you, by God. Thank you all so much. And Daniel R. says, Darby, Jungle Boy, Hangman, Sammy, and MJF. Who else will lead AEW into the future? And which of those five are most important? Well, we got Robert DeFelice here who does all kinds of writing for us. Robert, who do you think is the most important here? MJF by far, but Jungle Boy is right there. I think they will spearhead the future. And Sammy's not too far behind. Well, uh, this is quite the show. This show is a really good example, regardless of what happens Friday, Sunday, and Monday with WWE, that when you book a cohesive, consistent product that rewards viewers, people get over. And they get over really, really well with a hot crowd. I 
I didn't realize how much I missed people moving around in the background of wrestling matches and standing up and cheering. Uh, Boris says the crowd was amazing, lifted every single segment. They did. And boy, well, we'd we be talking about that. Intangible one, Clipbeard says, Jesus even made the trip. Yeah, he came there to support Sting, who, you know, is a great follower of his. Also, they went to elementary school together. So uh, that was great to see. It was amazing. That's just not true, Sean. He came there to support Miro. Okay, he gifted him not- a brand new title acquaintances acquaintances along the way i'm pretty sure that sting introduced miro to jesus close personal friend and and jesus is like no 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 i'm a i'm a huge fan of yours actually and that's the way it went down let's go ahead and talk about that miro has a new championship robert a white one Uh, you know i'm a sucker for white secondary title belts with the green accent it's exclusive to him i take it he is the redeemer now. This is the third redesign. I like this one the most. It looks the most unique for this company. So this is really nice. Uh, Evan writes is genuinely an all-time episode of Dynamite, and and like this title belt, which is usually you know might be the top news item on a lot of other shows that we cover. In general, it's <laughs> number five or six, Alex. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean. I mean, like everybody will will have their own things that they that they uh, they rank the top stuff. This was an amazing episode of Dynamite. Miro's promo, that little highlight package with his promo, might have been like top two for me of the entire night, just because I'm how much I love the stuff he's doing. His he he's so in his element, and the, like the way he starts out, there once was a man who had a hot wife who could do the splits. The man was hot too, but but he but but he couldn't forgive himself. But he had lost he had lost sense of who he was. Like that all that thing was, but the, then he ends it with they say that a great champion must be must be willing to defend his title with his life. I am willing to defend my title with yours. Like that's amazing. I just love this guy so much. It's I'm I when's the next title defense? I gotta I gotta see more Miro in action. I love it. Oh guys, remember get your super chats in. Um Thank you all so much for always already sending so many. Nikolai says, I noticed a noticeable lack of Gang Wars tweets from SRS tonight. Let's hope it stays the norm. Oh, there were still some. I was just busy with a very good episode of Dynamite. There still were some. But, I mean, ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, when it's surrounded by the type of knockout show that we had tonight, it's like, I mean, do I not like the trope? Of course. But can I handle it when the show is this good? Yes, I, I can definitely handle it. Uh, we have a bunch more super chats just about how good the show is. Ricardo says the show hummed so hard. And, and you know what? I'll say gently in the places where it needed to be gentle. You don't always have to go sure. j- just hard. Yeah. Balls to the wall. Balls uh, galore. Yes. Balls galore. Oh, great. Brian Mahoney says AEW Dynamite, the show where everything is over. Even like the stuff that I didn't think would be over was over. And Nikolai says... I love that the one attempt at a what chant was killed. Yes, I, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. Uh, Robert, that was very promising to me. Yeah, yeah, I want more killing of the what chants. This needs to stop. I don't want to see it. It's been 20 years. Just kill it. Oh, and we got started off with a great match, Alex. Machine Gun Carl Anderson lost to John Moxley, IWGP US title match. And they knocked the hell out of each other. Uh, Carl Anderson spams neck breakers and cutters like he's Rasta from Saturday Night Slam Masters. And I'm here for it. I love it. I've always loved it. I think sometimes people forget that Carl Anderson can go and how well he can go. And then you see a match like this and you're like, oh, yeah. That's what every wrestling company he's ever worked for has seen in him. Plus that that vivid personality. Alex, this was a a perfect way to start off this night i thought yeah also you know i'm never gonna get tired of of moxley entering to that wild thing cover in front of fans like a packed house just like going crazy for it and it's it's amazing how much how how those the songs that tony khan has said okay we're gonna take that one or that one that we're gonna pay money for these things so we can play them in front of fans and have them sing along like that's that's great and and Uh, i actually i actually don't think the song fits at all and now but like somehow because it doesn't yes. fit, yeah, it you know what I mean. Like it's Agreed. so weird. It, it like it would not fit him at all. No, but w- would that have really ever fit Ricky Vaughn in Major League? Not really. But true. then it did. 
So, yeah. man, this is fantastic. There's there's something about it that I, I think may be lost on some people, but I, I'm keeping an eye on it for the future. Uh, it, it, Moxley in, in fatherhood, uh, maybe putting on a little extra weight around the middle. It's okay. It happens to the best of us. Happened to me. Um, also, uh, just decided to buzz the hair. Is he slowly turning into an Eddie Kingston clone? Are they doing with like a, a single white female story here? Something to keep an eye on for the future. I like it. Listen, uh, he already showed off on on the Renee podcast. He's wearing Nike Air Monarchs. He is in full dad mode now. Yeah, yeah. He really is. So yeah. uh, Valab says, haven't seen G1 finalist Carl Anderson in a while. Uh, Evan Wright says somebody should check on Joel or Joe Holbert after that opener. And Ricardo says it's my first experience with the machine gun. Uh, Robert, this this bodes well. I mean, I, I like this because the IWGP US title isn't an AEW title, but like, why not defend it if you can get the clearance and add some stakes to any type of match? To any type of match. And this was planned for Wrestle Kingdom before COVID. John Moxley has said in the past he was supposed to run rough shot in Japan. Carl Anderson was supposed to return home the hero and beat him for it. But this was a different story. This is my first real look at the machine gun live because this was a great match. Tributes to uh, Albert with the Bernard driver. I like that. Sometimes you forget that, you know, Albert and machine gun were close. It's a great match. He's going to hop in next week with Lance Archer in a Texas death match of all things. Uh, this was just fantastic stuff. And then, like as as you mentioned, Lance Archer later challenged him to a Texas death match next week. Okay, stack it up. Why not? AEW's got such a big roster. They can stack almost everything. I'm interested to see how it'll play out with Rampage. But uh, I love this booking. I'm all for the match. I dig it. We've got a lot of people that are very, very excited about Andrade calling out Death Triangle. Uh, get the hose. Intangible wants him to take the, the U.S. title from Mox eventually. If they can work that out, I, I would say so. Evan Wright says Andrade calling out Death Triangle is insane. We will get back to the additional Super Chats about uh, Moxley, by the way, guys. But Dante V says Andrade El Idolo plus Death Triangle equals L-I-J and A-E-W. He never said why he was looking for them. That's the nuance, Alex, and I love it. Yeah. Um, uh, I I, I kind of love the idea of of uh, Andrade um, calling out Pac uh, to, to to fight for custody of Penta and, and Ray Phoenix. I mean, or maybe they all, they all go together. Maybe he says, no, I like two points of the triangle, but you don't fit. I mean, that might be interesting, too. Or, you know, he could have uh, one-on-one matches with all three of them. I don't care. Can we? Just, this is a wonderful – the thing about it is they have Andrade and Black, who, who, who debuted very close to each other. And, and you, what you say is you don't want these guys to come over from WWE and immediately get title shots. Sure. So they got to have something to do. So what do we have to do? we got Malachi Black, who's, who's in there, with, who's in a program with Cody, which, which is the – always going to be a top program even if it doesn't have the belt attached and let's say let's figure out where where can we put andrade elitolo where he's going to have banger matches potentially three of them um uh with this with this with a super over trio who also isn't involved um with with the titles this is a perfect place to slot andrade elitolo i can't wait factions are good but i'm really over uh the lucha bros and Blade and Butcher just kind of being shuffled around between leaders. I hope they make a stance and wherever they end up, it's permanent. I agree. I completely agree. Uh, New Punk Rant says AEW was nuts. I needed a cigarette. I did. I had that feeling after after the show. I was like, damn, that was that was really really good. Uh, we have. Uh, Terrence Robinson says, is it me or was almost everyone over tonight might be the best testament of AEW pushing their young talent. Their young core is staggering. And then they can mix in people like Matt Hardy and Christian Cage, which we saw on this show. A fine match, a solid match. I do think that Christian went from getting his ass beat to winning a little quick, but this was a fine match. Robert, I I know that you would realize this because I probably posted it somewhere in, in our chat, but Alex... 
this was the first one-on-one TV match they've had in 18 years. They only had two of them ever. That's mind-boggling. Which is which is why it is it is funny the way that they chose to tell that story. Which yes. is Christian has never defeated Matt Hardy one-on-one. Yes. Well, he only had two shots at it, so I feel like you could tell the story of this is only the third one-on-one match these two guys have had, which is crazy considering how 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 long many many feuds they had when they were younger as, as part of tag teams, and also just how long both of them have been at the, in the business. Cage, Christian Cage has been out of the business for a while. We never thought he was going to come back. So the fact that this is a monumental kind of a thing of facing off of these two guys, it's weird to tell the story of he's never defeated Matt Hardy before. I mean, yes, and there's other things you could say too, but I, I did enjoy the match. Uh, yeah, Robert, I, I dug this match too, and Christian was going to win. We know that, but uh, Hardy's kind of given a lot of people something to do right now. Yeah, this was a really fun match. And for me, it's fun to see these guys working almost a territorial style wrestling match when at one point they were the high flyers and the new age guys. And now they're just working a really grounded match. Hey, the, the people, you. the people that all the old timers said they were going to be done in a few years. And Hey, to, to their credit, Christian kind of was, but he's yeah. back. And you know, you would think about it. Matt should have been done, but he's still kicking and he's still going. This match was really fun. I do agree that Christian sort of, Woke up and just hit the unprettier real too quick. And I could have seen this match go an extra five minutes or so. Seanica said, let's do, let's go death rhombus. Yes. Death rhombus. <laughs> I love it. Luis says, Andrade calling out death triangle with the heavy accent sounded so good, man. He sounds effortlessly cool. That guy probably cause he is, <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe that's cause he is Evan, Wright Or a BFG says this show was awesome. You all, your all show is awesome. Join Twitter a month ago. And was shocked the AEW hate is real, even after a show like that. Man, ultimately, enjoy what you like. Uh, dislike what you want to like. If you want to dislike this show, have at it. I don't give a shit. Uh, go for it. But, yeah. Uh, Wrestling Rambles in the chat. Go check out her live streams, guys. She is a lot of fun. Uh, we also had some super chats about uh, the, the Moxley match. Glad they let Mox and Carl have an OBS match. And William Buttlicker says Machine Gun can go. Boy, is he underrated. Uh, thank you for your insight, William Buttlicker. Um, you know, we'll just call you Bill Buttlicker, Billy Buttlicker, uh, because you're a friend. You're a friend now. Anakin says, Miro put the Bulgaria crest and colors on the new belt. I kind of like the idea of each person yeah. getting yeah. to add their flair to it. I think yeah. that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, no, the, the idea like, oh, uh, you can have your own side plates. Uh, hold my beer. You can have your own belt. <laughs> like I, I, I'm totally here for that. I mean, Warrior customized it like six times. There These people go. can't do it like yeah. once. Yeah. Like, come on. Oh boy. Oh, let's talk about what a difference a a a white hot crowd makes. Ricky Starks defeated Brian Cage to become the new FTW champion, and this was masterful booking to put this in Texas. Ricky Stark's return match, um, an unsanctioned match, or an unsanctioned title, so it doesn't matter that Ricky hasn't wrestled a long time. The title's not even sanctioned. Uh, But this was, I thought, a solid match that became a, a special moment in AEW history because of the crowd, because of where it was at, because of who was in it. Robert, this was a special moment to me. Luis Hernandez says, Ricky Starks is a star, great performance. There were plenty of spots in the match I was like, eh, eh. But that didn't matter. Because by the end, the way that the crowd loved Ricky Starks, it made me it, it made me just, you know, want him to win this title more than I already did. My hope is that Texas keeps this energy for the next seven days because they've got SmackDown. They've got uh Next week's episode, they've got Raw. They got the pay-per-view Money in the Bank. This is a very hot crowd. And it's proof of why crowds matter in wrestling. Because this was a fine match. I really didn't, nothing to write home about. But the crowd makes it mean so much more when they pop. Because Ricky wins. And Team Taz is whole now. Because they've, they've got the belt. They don't have Brian Cage. But maybe that's better. They don't need him. And I loved everything about this. 
powerhouse Hobbs busting out the the one strap overalls. He didn't come to mess around. That that's that's a the, the decision that he made and a good one. Uh, this match took or this crowd took this match from cool and and a nice way to further a story to something that people are going to look back on and they're going to remember. Uh, Josh Cardenas says Brian Cage looked annoyed that he wasn't cheered. I get the feeling if he didn't know that he wasn't going to get cheered, Alex, I don't know what he was thinking. This is Texas. Ricky Starks is getting cheered in Texas. Right. Well, he also, he lays claim to like the wrestle circus thing in Austin. Like it's kind of his, his, and I I get that. It's totally, totally different, but I do think that him breaking away from team Taz makes him the baby face, except for the fact that this was done in, Stark's hometown, so that got a huge baby face reaction when he got when he got screwed out of the title. The other thing about it that was weird is like they keep saying, "Oh, it all went according to plan." So that one moment when Ricky Starks went over and tried to take the belt, but Hobbs wouldn't let him, that was part of the plan. But then he turned right around into, into a big move from from Cage, which might have won Cage the match. So that's a really stupid part of the plan. If the part of the plan is to take the belt away from him, if you're just going to hit him with the belt two minutes later, but it doesn't matter because the crowd loved it. It got a huge reaction. It's super over. Um, I don't know what you go from here, how, how this whole angle plays in, in cities that aren't Ricky Starks, home place. That's, that's the only thing for me. Me in situations like this, AEW needs to have a, a plan A plan B. Yeah. Treat treat so much of this like like it's Canada USA ninety seven type of stuff. Like you're gonna get cheered some places, you're gonna get booed some places. You don't have to insult the fans' intelligence based on right. one week and say, All you people, you don't have to do all that. Yeah. But this was a very unique, special moment that I'm I'm never gonna forget. Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks is a, a star. Uh and I loved this Cody Rhodes Malachi Black segment. Cody Rhodes comes out screaming at the announce table, emotional. He's like, you want to fight me? Fight me. Don't hit. I love what he he says, what my wife says to her students. We don't do that. Like like that. And Alex, I'm sure you you've got a oh, kid. Absolutely. Oh yeah. We don't yeah. do that. No. That's yeah, that's do the that. way. That's the way that you we don't do that. You don't single that one person out. No. Nope. I yeah. not you you better not do that. It's we don't do that Mm-mm, because no. that's how we collectively act. Right. Malachi Black doesn't give a damn <laughs> how you collectively act. This is two people that wanted to fight each other, and we're gonna see more of it later, a lot of it later, and I love it. Cody is emotional, and I know it's cliche the white suit, the black suit. I know it is, but I don't care. It made for a great contrast. Malachi Black came on, said some silly shit that I didn't really pay any attention to, but the lights <laughs> went off. The lights came back on. Like, I'm sorry. I listened to enough of those promos in WWE. Right. See what I mean? Ray gets it. Uh, Robert, Black watched a man kill a horse, and you're just talking about it like it's no big deal, Sean. How dare you? But first, God bless the I fact that... Like MMA fighters that eat horses. <laughs> what are you talking about? God bless the fact that Cody Rhodes is back. Cody Rhodes is back from the Codyverse. I hope he never travels there again. This was so much fun. And they're not afraid to fight each other. Too often you see too many people who are like, yeah, I'll fight you, but not tonight. No, they're not afraid to fight each other. I want to see more of it. I hope it stays this good because Cody has been shitty for like the last six months. Yeah, and um, we'll talk more about QT in a bit, but this is so far removed from the Cody-verse, Alex. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Um, sometimes uh, I do I do several podcasts a week, and sometimes I'll be like, no, I can't wear that T-shirt. I know I just washed it, but I can't wear that one. I wore it the last time that I did a podcast. I don't want it to look weird that I'm wearing the same shirt back-to-back. I think about those kind of things. Did, did Cody think about maybe not wearing the exact same suit he wore last week? Because it looks like he had been kept in like frozen in stasis in carbonite since last week. And then he's like, he wakes up and immediately goes, hey, Alistair Malachi Black, what are you doing? Like the, 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 the trope of I'm so angry about this thing you did last week that I've got to come out here, throw on a headset and yell about it. 
I would have liked if there had been something to like perk him up to make him talk about it the way he was doing. But I did love his, you know what? No, I'll drop the headset. Give me a mic. I'm going to do this in the ring and call him out. I liked that thought process there. And I did enjoy Malachi Black's uh, talk about, about what it is like to kill a horse. I just I heard so many it. of them. I was yeah, like, no, oh. I understand. But, but I, I, did, I did love his take off the glasses and gesture with him like he's a, prof- he's a pref- professor. I thought all that was great. I did, I did also love, oh, yes, I will be coming down to the ring as I just immediately, like, you know, bamf there. That was great. Valab says that what chant getting shut down made the black Cody segment. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Cody is, we, we did, we, I was done seeing him at Daly's place. I'll say that much, but I'm glad that he's over elsewhere because you get stuff like this. Aaron entertainment says he's glad no one knocked on black's door. Seems like we're getting rewarded for that now, but at the time we didn't. Chris rain says first time in a while. I've enjoyed a Cody Rhodes segment. Yes. I, I liked last week's as well. I, I, I mean, him being a part of it. Uh, rather, but yeah, it does feel like we are removed from the Cody verse, and I'm just so freaking happy. Kevin Steet says tonight showed why so many people cheer Cody no matter what. Uh, the right opponent, a live crowd, he's one of the best. Robert, I am immediately invested in this. This is a big time match. This is two people that want to fight, and hell yeah, yeah. And they did something with him and with Kenny where they said, I hope I don't overstep my power. They are referencing that they are EVPs, and that makes it more real. I just enjoy this so much more than, I'm going to fight you because we're in the Nightmare family. It just means so much more. Uh, We've got Charlie Davis saying, I'm so happy Malachi went right to calling Cody out for being boring and not having it anymore. How perfect. What an incredible show between that and the Hangman main event. Yeah, even though I did dismiss a lot of what Malachi said, it was it was very similar to WWE to me, but there was substance there. There was a lot of substance there. Meanwhile, the one that the ones that he was cutting in a boiler room in WWE, it's like they don't really have anything for me, and this is our way of killing a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, this was outstanding stuff, guys. Just really great. Ricardo says, "All you people." Do a great job. Keep it up. And Luis loves the white suit versus black suit thing. Balear Lasagna says 11 out of 10 show only enhanced by the crowd and Twitter trolls trying to make mental leaps across Springfield Gorge to find something to complain about. Uh, Sam Stahl says Moxley, Arn, JR, and Hangman are going to have 15 minute promos talking about mowers and lawn care. That sounds like fun. I mean, not, not on, not on dynamite, but you know, you put that on BTE. I'll watch it. I'll watch sure. the hell out of yeah. that, man. So let's talk about QT Marshall. Uh, the Nightmare Factory family, I don't know what the hell it is right now. Factory, I think, mm-hmm. is backstage. And I thought QT's promo was very WWE delivery. Oh, you're, you're going to hit me, are you? What, what are you going to do? You're going to hit me? And then he pours a protein shake on him. This was probably my least favorite thing of the show. Yeah, I think this was terrible. This felt really out of place this would have felt almost out of place on monday night raw i mean this just doesn't seem necessary and it really doesn't feel important on this show i don't do it again yeah alex anything uh no this is this was they had an awesome opportunity to like just let this one go (laughs) just let qt go let keep keep them off 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 of tv for for a few weeks let it go. Bring them back with some other angle to do something else you want to. Or here's the other thing: um, they could have they could have uh, Komarodo and Solo cut the dead weight. You know, we don't yeah. we don't we don't respect you anymore, so we're leaving. Like the, the, it's it, just keeping this thing going every week is I don't think a great a great use of their time. Or just say, hey, I lost to Cody, but my guys are going to get respect because they're going to go after championships. Sure. Done. Yeah. Backstage promo where Jericho is telling MJF he doesn't care who he has face him, anything like that. MJF and Sean Spears attack Chris Jericho. And MJF is like, yeah, well, you're going to face Sean Spears. The stipulation is he can use a chair. You can't. And they hit him with a chair. To me, this was simple. MJF is a great smarmy prick. Makes... I mean, it, it didn't take up much time, but it forwarded something that was going to happen and is going to stretch out over the next six, seven weeks until all out. 
Right. This made all the sense in the world to me, Alex. Yes. Um, I, I was holding out hope that, that MJF was going to do. Now you got to, you got to face all of your friends and beat them uh, in especially brutal matches. Um, I, I thought that would, that might, maybe he's holding out for like the final match is Jericho's got to beat the hell out of Sammy Guevara or something. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, this is, this is, this is all well and good until you realize that what they're doing is going to stack the odds more and more against Chris Jericho. And then Chris Jericho is going to overcome those odds. And it's just going to be completely unbelievable by the time we got to the fourth match. Like I said, it'd be like that is um, a concern. Yeah. Jericho versus Wardlow in a Jericho has to fight with both arms tied behind his back match. <laughs> and he somehow beats Wardlow. Like, I don't want to watch that. That's stupid. What this is going to boil down to is, Hey, the inner circle's so close. Wow, did you see how Sammy used a chair to help Chris Jericho win? Did you see how Crown uh, Powerful helped him beat yeah, FTR? Right. It's, I get it. I know where they're going. I just hope the right decision is made in the end of this feud. Yeah, I mean, I fear that Jericho goes over MJF. MJF should go over Chris Jericho. MJF should beat, like, he should beat everybody, to be honest with you. He should. He should just beat everybody. He should be that guy that is such a dick, and you hate him even more because he's as good as he says he is. Yes. Yeah. Tully Blanchard backstage talking to Alex Marvez as he's leaving, and they come across Santana and Ortiz. They pretend they're going to attack him, but they don't, and Blanchard's like, hey, yeah, I'm getting my guys. <laughs> so, again, this is just something to extend things. A, a few they planned for a very long time, Robert. Elder abuse, Sean. What, what is this? <laughs> okay, it's elder abuse. Yes. <laughs> You're just like teasing, beating up this poor old man. Why aren't FTR with him, by the way? What, what are we doing yeah. here? Why do you leave him alone? They threatened <sighs> to beat an old man to death with a crowbar. Baby faces! Who among <laughs> us hasn't? <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, I did I it mean, last week. I forgot. I'm a hypocrite. I forgot. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Fun, but ridiculous. While we're on the subject of promos, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, comes out, and uh, Alex, she's pretty good at this promo thing. She's so good. As it, it turns out, she's got a giant baby face reaction, but I would not waver. It doesn't matter. Just have her do exactly what she's doing yeah. against faces, against heels, and my favorite thing, she's like, I'm not afraid of Nyla Rose. I'm going to beat her. I'm not scared of her. That's not what this is about. And I like that. She's not playing chicken shit heel. She's playing best wrestler in AEW. And she tells Vicky Guerrero that she's... Oh, so let me preface this. She goes, you know what's crazy? The Nyla Rose is relevant. Fortunately, Vicky Guerrero has a last name that will always keep her relevant. Ooh. Mm. And then they, they cut back to Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero, who probably cut the best promos they've had in AEW by far. I thought that cutting to them was a good idea. This was a home run straight to finish uh, or, or straight through. Chris Rain says she continues to kill it with her promos every week. This was on fire, Alex. Yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so in love with with Britt Baker as, as this champion. Like she's a, she's she as you said, she's a she's a heel who's super over with the crowd. They just they just love everything that she does. But she's not she's not healing the crowd because here's the thing: I always feel like egomaniacal heels shouldn't like say to the crowd, "What are you doing cheering me?" You shouldn't cheer me. Why are you cheer- like? No, they should be like basking yeah. in the adulation any way they can get it. Because I they're deserve nurses. this. I deserve all the love you're giving me. Thank you. I love me too. Actually, I think that that's great. That she's like just she's not she's not doing an all you people. You never supported me, and so therefore I don't like. Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Like, Even not- though, if there's one person, like, 
rooted in real. She got hammered so hard on social media. She was yeah. not checking her social media for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Charles Powell says from the time Britt Baker got hurt till now, it's amazing to see what she's become and she keeps getting better and better. I, I mean, this is something that we were saying on the first reviews of AEW Dynamite. Even though she was Adam Cole's girlfriend, even though she was the first signing, even though she did all out, you want to go back and see how much TV experience she had because it wasn't much. But she was still one of the most prominent indie women's names out there. And uh, she has stepped up. The experience has paid off. And the creams rose to the top, Robert. Her and Sting are in an elite level to where nobody else is doing those interviews outside of Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone will talk to Sting. He'll talk to Burt Baker. She is that good. It's been wonderful to watch the journey. Now I'm ready to see where she goes after Nyla because that's where the money is. Yes. Uh, and that's what Britt said in her promo. Yeah. She goes, it is embarrassing that I'm facing Nyla. And she goes, I know what you're going to say. She's beat me before. DJ Brian C says, did you catch her in an outburger reference? I did not. That's actually. not. Charlie Davis says, Britt reminds me of Kenny Omega in 2016. Well, I mean, that was when Kenny Omega was jumping from, like, if you all want to see some good stuff, the really genesis of Kenny Omega, it's right after he turned on AJ Styles. And uh, there were there were people of influence that are like, I don't know if Kenny's the guy. And to me, once you saw him hit that one-winged angel and cut that promo about how he starved himself to make junior heavyweight just so AJ Styles could be the heavyweight champion, whew, that was some good stuff right there. Uh, it just makes me so happy to see everybody on the road and all that stuff. And I'm hitting the road this weekend going to Nashville. But guys, I'm going to miss my bed. While I'm in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. You know, Nashville is a city that doesn't sleep, but I'm going to get some sleep. I just don't know how good my sleep's going to be now that I'm not home without my my Helix sleep mattress. Ugh. I love my Helix sleep mattress. I, I mean, on the road, it's tough enough to sleep, and I haven't had to deal with that for almost a year now because of helixsleep.com slash Fightful. They have a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete, and it matches your body type to the sleep preferences that work for you. Look, all three of us are up here now. This is like a we're all we're all bonding here. Uh, Last year, exactly. Last year, I was dealing with some really rough back neck issues, and I wanted a mattress that supported me more than the slab of memory foam I was sleeping on. So I, I wanted a mattress shop. But I did not want to go to a mattress store. One, I, I quite frankly didn't have as much time, and I didn't want to roll around on a mattress that a bunch of people already had been uh, rolling around on. You know, Maysville, Kentucky, sweat hogs. You don't want to do that. Gross. Sick. So I, I found Helix Sleep. I took their quiz. I was matched to the Dusk Lux mattress because I wanted something that was a little bit firm, a little bit soft, and I was only a back sleeper then. Now I can also sleep on my side because their mattress was so right for me. And that slab of memory foam I was on before that I ordered off Amazon years ago, that didn't really have the the customization that this had. They even have uh, Helix Plus mattresses for plus-size folks. They've got soft, medium, firm mattresses that cool you down. If you're looking for a mattress, take the quiz, order it, and it comes right to your door. Shit for free. You don't have to go to the mattress store again. They are the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. And most importantly, Fightful Magazine. Go to helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Take their two-minute quiz. And you get up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. I ordered their two pillows, and they are so great. They're they're very they're formable, if that makes any sense. Uh, like, I'm able to, to use them in a variety of ways. Um like if if I want my neck up high, I want my neck low, it, it shifts to kind of what you want at that point. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful. They have a 10-year warranty. And if you if you get it, you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. If you don't like it, they'll come and pick it up for you. You don't even have to worry about it. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Man Antonio says, I went to the show, took my brother who hates wrestling. By the end of the show, he lost his voice and bought us tickets to Dallas. <laughs> no one was sitting during the main event. Electrifying atmosphere. That's what AEW has, Robert. Look, yeah. look in that crowd. There's a whole lot of 18 to 40-year-olds in that crowd. With AEW, I always go back to one moment where I was – 
told by a cousin of mine, oh, you know, wrestling, that's back now, as if wrestling has ever stopped over the last 60, 70, 80 years. And that's AEW because it's got a new energy about it, and people love it. Uh, we got Bob Harris saying, Jungle Boy heel turn. I would be shocked. Never. I, I think he'll be a baby face for a very long time. I think Luchasaurus will eventually go heel. Um, because when when you look at the, the landscape, like Luchasaurus was the guy in that that act, and now he's he's there. He's there. Mm-hmm. Uh we had a match between Yuka Sakazaki and Penelope Ford. This one didn't do it for me. I wasn't a fan of this match. There were there was a lot of times when Yuka was like just hamming it up to the crowd ringside and all that stuff. It it was off for me. There were there were some cooperation spots. Like the pins didn't seem like aggressive enough. This just this just wasn't it for me. But you have to put women on TV and you have to establish new women. You have to get the ball rolling on that. And if this were on any other dynamite, maybe I wouldn't be just like meh. Maybe I would think that it was better than it was. I I also don't like the the letting each other punch each other thing. I always hate that. I don't care who does it. I don't care if it's the the toughness thing. I don't give a shit about that. I think it's I think it's dumb within the context of a match. You're trying to win. Drew Lytle says he wants Britt versus Sakazaki down the line. They have a history with Britt kicking her teeth in. They need to tell that story, Alex. Well, what did you think of this match and a potential Yuka Sakazaki Britt Baker match? Um. Uh, I, I I hear great things about Yuka, Yuka Sakazaki. I don't see great things about Yuka Sakazaki. Like yeah. this is not, she's just not my 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 cup of tea. Um, this this match wasn't for me either. I was thinking if you're gonna have this Nyla Rose and and Britt Baker match, uh, maybe instead of having Nyla Rose stand backstage watching a promo then cut promo of her own, have her squash somebody in like 45 seconds, like prove that she is the beast one week before she takes yeah. on the champ. Or something like this. To, I think you could do that in addition to this, but this being the only women's match on the card in the spot where it was didn't feel like you know they they have where's where's Tanera Conti like where, where's mm. where's where, where's where's Swole and Diamante are doing something on Dark and Elevation where they're they're they're, they're doing a, pro, a a whole feud over there cutting promos on each other like do some stuff there make a secondary feud where where the winner of that feud is in prime position to get the next title shot against Britt Baker. Do that with your one woman's match a week if you're not going to involve the champ involved. It it feels like about once a year Yuka Sakazaki has um has a match in in Japan that I look at and I go, "Oh my god, that she's yeah. She's going to be something big, like Mizuki Yamashita. She had a she had a great one a couple of years ago with Nakajima, but it isn't consistent for me. Uh, I haven't seen that in AEW yet. She had a really great match with Emi Sakura. She had a good one with Ryo Mizunami in AEW, but I just haven't seen it in AEW to a consistent degree yet. So here's my problem with this: that super chat that we got about Britt kicking her teeth in was the most interested I've been in seeing Yuka Sakazaki win. I don't know why she won. Penelope Ford's been there throughout the entire pandemic. This looks to the casual fan like, oh, here they go again with the Joshi. When you have all these women who have been here throughout the entire pandemic, it's Nyla Rose and the Joshi. That seems to be an issue that I hope they rectify. Anakin says, do you know why TNT sometimes stops picker and picture during commercials? They did it for Ford Yuka. That's just a part of the agreements, I think, for for some of those. Um, yeah, and somebody asked what I thought of Sheeta's reign. I thought Sheeta was great. I thought Sheeta yeah. did awesome. Uh, it's a matter of them booking her better. They didn't. They didn't book Hikaru Sheeta very well. She would just disappear. She would just vanish, and she should have been featured way, way more, way, way more. Uh, somebody says Yuka is over Ford, isn't it? Simple. No, it's not. What? I, I I don't think they. I didn't hear the crowd going as wild as people are pretending there, especially in comparison to what. Uh, I mean, this crowd making noise does not mean that somebody is super over. We heard what it's like when somebody's super over tonight. Dante wants Maki Ito in front of AEW Damn crowds. Right. She and she's one. She would have to work on her in ring 
as far as that, unless you know they they continued just her losing all the time, all the time. Uh, Anakin says Brit saying Nyla may be top of the food chain, but she's off the menu was gold. Oh, that, that was really good as well. That was good. What else do we have here? Oh, Wheeler Utah against uh, against Sammy Guevara. This was uh, a pretty solid match. Wheeler Yuta is the bell of the ball right now. He's been in ROH, New Japan, AEW. He had a WWE tryout recently, as we reported on FightfulSelect.com. Uh, guys, listen, I, I see your thing saying they were chanting Yuka a lot. But like I said, compare that. Compare that to the pops and the chants that we were hearing from other for other people on this show. Like there being like kind of kind of some chance and kind of some reactions compared to super, 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 super over. And somebody says, um, my friends who only watch wrestling love you. I mean, you can li- like her. What, what do I care? Well, oh, like I'm not, her. Yeah. Like I'm not saying you cause bad. I'm just saying yeah. to some, it might look like, Hey, what like about match? What about- <laughs> I didn't like the match. Yeah. I didn't say I didn't like you. Sakazaki. I said, I didn't like the match. I thought the match wasn't good. That's it. That's it. God. But anyway, Wheeler Utah, um, he's been everywhere. And he's he's earned it, man. The guy is working his ass off. He has been working like like crazy, going everywhere that he can, uh, promoting himself really, really well. And uh we we see Sammy Guevara out there, and I almost forgot that they were even they were even like booking this match. And I was a little bit puzzled. I was like, man, Sammy, the baby face. But then when Sammy beat him, he did do the little, ah, you did good kid. I don't know if I'd be doing the Sammy, you did good kid type of thing. Cause Sammy's still super young, Alex. Yeah. But yeah. What would you think of this? I, I like the match. I love the match. And Sammy is super over. Yeah. And I think, I think uh, Wheeler's got some uh, amazing stuff that he does. I'm, I'm very intrigued to see where he goes. Not, not only like, like where, like where he signs, because I think that's kind of so up in the air. But like what what he does uh, in the next couple of years, it's very interesting. Um, Sam, Sammy also uh, is on a, on a white hot streak. Like he's super over as this mega baby face, and and this is kind of why I I wanted him the inner circle to break up because I saw the writing on the wall for where Sammy was going to go in front of crowds. And when he's still mired in this whole Chris Jericho is the most important guy in this 10 man feud, then he can't break out of that and go somewhere like, like you, when you see what he can do and how he's connecting to the fans and how the fans are super in love with this guy, you should be able to say, okay, we're calling an audible. We're going to figure out a way to get Sammy and Miro into a match for the TN, for the TNT title and and put that belt on Sammy because Miro's amazing but the guy who beats him is going to get a huge rub like you could do something there and or or something but him just like I'm going to beat this guy Wheeler uh, Wheeler Yuta but also most importantly I'm Chris Jericho's best friend I feel like they they can he's much bigger than that already anytime they keep him in this other thing without like strapping a rocket to him might just be time wasted. Yeah. Robert? Couldn't agree more. I don't know how I feel about the placement of Yuta with best friends because nobody's going to replace Trent. And I think that group is already enough of a hodgepodge that he can do his own thing. But Yuta should be signed by AEW or really anywhere because he's fantastic. One of the best in the world right now. Yep. He's, he's killing it. And, uh, while we're on the subject of killing it, holy crap. Dark Order, mm. Elite, uh, Hangman Page comes out. He runs down his history, and he's about to challenge for the world title. And Don Callis, that weasel, interrupts him. And I did in my head. I was like, you weasel. Like, in a heel way. I was like, then I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, mm, they've sold me a ticket here. And this is a ticket I've been waiting to be sold. If you guys have listened to this show for a year, we've seen it. And we all see it coming. And we know he's going to win the title. And we can't wait for it because it's a good story, Alex. 
and Kenny Omega's out there, and he was like, no, 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 no. No, we won't do that. And Hangman Page has another idea. He goes, all right, you want your five against our five? Uh, well, how about we do this? How about we do, they get a tag title shot, I get a world title shot if we go about that way. Now, I don't think these two should touch until all out. So I saw a lot of people suggesting, well, what if Omega's not in it? <laughs> like Nakazawa or Cutler are in it. Alex, this is awesome. Yeah, uh, it really is. And there's a really great way of of, of booking that, especially if it was Nakazawa or, or Cutler, who's in the match instead of Omega. Because they get eliminated immediately. Because Paige can just do it immediately because he's so angry at Omega for not being in the match. Like Omega can like be like, oh, you know what? I, I woke up this morning. I had a crick in my neck. I think I slept wrong. So I'm not going to be able to compete tonight. Not cleared. But uh, Nakazawa is going to compete for me. And then Paige immediately eliminates him. And then you can work your way slowly with the Bucks and Gallows and Anderson working their way through all of all of uh, all the Dark Order buddies until it's just Paige who's who's trying valiantly to, to do the whole thing to win not only for himself but the other guys. And if that's the reason that he doesn't get his title shot until All Out, if they have to put it off, because because how are you going to do it? You want to do it at All Out, right? You want to do it at the biggest possible show, pay per view. You don't want to have to do it at Fighter Fest. You do it there well how do you extend until that point some kind of a natural until they come up with this particular thing that was all so great and i did love omega being like no you can't put that on the line until kyle's just like no 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 if if he loses he loses his title shot which is just such a great moment for omega to hear callus whisper that to him and completely change his his demeanor it was all so great the money Robert, the this money. was uh, good, good stuff. Yeah. We've got Terrence saying, call me crazy, but the Hangman Omega segment reminded me of peak attitude era WWE. The crowd was into the story and the stipulations, both of which are great, Robert. It's funny. You do a simple story with simple stakes that everyone can understand, and it's money. It just really is. All these guys were friends. Hangman was always the odd one out because he was never the five-star guy. He wasn't the XWB guy. He's just Hangman. And now he can make himself even more of a star. And on top of that, little detail, he said the Dark Order doesn't back down from a challenge, essentially grouping himself in for the first time with that group. And now it's like, oh, is he a member of the Dark Order? Has it finally happened? Great segment all around. Uh, we have uh, some super chats, including from our friend Billy Butlicker, who says, after the Hangman match, do you think Elite will get involved with Bullet Club, especially with Good Brothers returning to New Japan? Yes, uh, I think that's been quietly tabled for now. We don't see Tama talking all that trash anymore. But, buddy, when they when they ignite it again, it will. And one of the things, that, the intricacies I love about this story is Hangman is not absolved from blame. With, without a doubt, like he separated himself from them. Like there, there are equal parts blame. I don't say equal parts, but there is shared blame in the dissolution of, of this, this relationship and this friendship and all that. And Kenny Omega making those terrible belt collector chants, oh. like intentionally bad. Oh, that was so good. Charlie Davis says Omega unhinged laughter spilling out of him when Hangman challenged him in the box. <laughs> yes. Like these intricacies are really, really good. And like, it's not subtle whatsoever, but it is in a way. Uh, I am Malucha says the anticipation and build up for Hangman Kenny has me blue shoe strong in my pants. Wow. The Dark order elite feud can actually absolutely get as hot as tribal chief. I know that's a hot take, but I can't deny writing. Well, I mean, I think the tribal chief thing has cooled off a lot, but I still enjoy it. I mean, it doesn't have to be white hot for me to enjoy it. But yeah, I think this is going to be one of the hottest storylines of the year, period. Uh, we've got Eloquent saying, what do you think headlines the Arthur Ashe show? I thought for a while it might be FTR, LAX, and some sort of big match, but I don't think so now. I think they're going to go for something big and special, Robert. What are you thinking? Maybe it's sometimes... In wrestling, babyface champions don't last. Maybe Hangman just loses his MJF. You know, maybe that's the headliner. Yeah, 
Uh, Jeffrey Burns says, Hangman and Kenny and the five and five never end at the same time. If they're even both in it. I, yeah. are, you, are you all with me there? I, I think they shouldn't touch. I think when they are across from each other and the championship introductions are being read at All Out, it should be a special moment. Like, yeah. That. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, get your super chats in. We are uh, headed towards the uh, end of the show. My gosh, there's just so much, so much good stuff on this show. And it was capped off with a hell of a main event. Holy crap. Let me make sure. Did I miss anything? I don't think I missed anything. Darby Allen defeated Ethan Page. And this was a sprint, and it was a fun one. And they fish-hooked each other with, like, the turnbuckle. Sting came out. We missed a stinger splash. That sucked. But he hurt Scorpio Sky's balls as Jesus watched on from the crowd. There was an ego's edge off the second rope. Holy crap, man. It was a gnarly match. This was Robert, what did you think? This was everything you could have wanted and didn't overstay its welcome. It's different than an Undertaker casket match. This was just a small wooden coffin. Scorpio Sky was hiding in it. They did manage to do that, but it wasn't anything egregious. It was just two guys who wanted to kick the crap out of each other and did. And Darby Allen in all of his uh, pop punk glory rode a skateboard on the back of Darby Allen and threw him in the coffin and then jumped onto the coffin because, well, why wouldn't you? When you're Darby Allen oh. and you're emo for life because it's not a phase, you're just jumping into coffins because you don't care. Love it. it. Amazing. And then the way it collapsed and all that. And Ethan Page going from where he was, a, a great tag team wrestler last year, to being very frustrated with his financial situation and impact to main eventing, one of the most memorable dynamites in recent memory, Alex. That's pretty wild. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. This whole thing was wild. Uh, from 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 the guy who was obviously trying to be like 1994 Undertaker, leading the pallbearers, carrying the casket. You notice that guy with the long black hair streaming over his face. That was great. And then Scorpio Sky jumps out, starts beating up uh, Darby Allen. Darby Allen, of course, wearing the. Uh, Bret Hart memorial plate, not on the front, but on the back. Uh, then uh, then Scorpio Sky yes. jumps out, starts beating up Darby Allen, and Sting comes out and says, you boys leave my son alone. And then he beats the, the whole thing with Scorpio Sky. And I feel like somebody, uh, one of the producers, uh, got in Ethan Page's ear before the show and says, okay, uh, Ethan, so right after the Scorpio uh, and Sting uh, run-in bit, we're going to go picture in picture. So during that time, don't feel like you got to kill yourself. Just... You know, just do a few simple things around the ring. Don't I mean, you don't need to like go in, go into the crowd and and like do some crazy spot over like the the crossbar thing. And you don't need to like toss him off of the stage. Please don't do that. And Ethan Page is like, read you loud and clear, boss. I know what I'm gonna do during picture in picture because most of that crazy crowd stuff happened while it was picture in picture. There was no sound. Yes. Um. <laughs> uh, but then when when you see um the. the Darby, uh, he's like, oh, he's going to go up and do the coffin drop across the steps in the ring. Like, oh, no, don't do that. And then Ethan Page gets up, takes him out there, and does the ego's edge off the second rope onto the steps. I'm just like, Darby, your spine. You you are going to be 35 years old and walking around like you're 70. You have to just take one or two fewer bumps like that, man. Then the one where he puts him in the, puts in the coffin and he goes up completely unnecessarily do a coffin drop through the coffin top. Like, do you think he knew it was made of balsa wood? Because it, like, if that was made of anything sturdy, he would have killed himself before he would have gone on to Ethan. The whole thing was amazing to watch. It was just so stupid in all the most delightful ways. I loved it. Robert. Just perfect. You couldn't ask for anything more. <laughs> this is gimmicky in the best way possible. And Darby Allen is a star. One day, they're going to put the world title on him, and he doesn't need to be champion for long. But when he gets that belt, it's going to mean the world because he is a bona fide star. Oh, man. This was a, a hell of a main event. And him doing that extra coffin drop, just it, it was so good. 
We have a bunch of super chats to get through. Intangible one says, tonight was a good night to have corn on the cob with melted butter because Darby had butter disregard for his back. He's trying to out hardy Jeff. Uh, yeah, he's definitely doing different kinds of bumps than what Jeff did, but Jeff's done some pretty crazy ones as well. Aaron Entertainment said we knew Jesus was a wrestling fan. Well, I mean, he his father wrestled at Backlash 2006. So, yeah, of course. And I, I'm pretty sure God went to Jesus and said, listen, I don't want you involved in the wrestling business. It's too hard on your body. Uh, Evan Wright says, uh, I said that Super Elite versus Hangman, Uno, Silver, uh, and Reynolds. I saw uh, somebody post like, wait till it comes down to hangman and John silver against all five. Ooh, that is good story right there. That is really fun stuff. Josh Cardenas thinks it'll be young bucks versus proud and powerful for the tag titles in New York. I could see that. Could be. I could, I could see that happening as well. Ken Shiro says, do we see a new Japan debut after the match next week? I don't know, Alex, what do you think? Um, Maybe. I mean, we, there's a lot of really cool stuff we could do there. Um, I, I think that we're going to see uh, every every week Dynamite is going to put out all the stops leading up through Fight for the Fall and all the way to All Out. They're just going to say, you know what? Screw it. We're just going balls to the wall. Balls galore. That's what we're doing. You My know, uh, Lance Archer last week beat the crap out of Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert's got a friend in Tom Waller who is the New Japan Strong Openweight Champion. Lance Archer happens to get by, or maybe he even doesn't need to. Maybe we see Dan Lambert pull up with Filthy Tom. Anakin says, Jesus got nails put through his hands and and feet and spear right into his side. Taking a bump would be a piece of cake. Listen, he he had Shawn Michaels help, but he didn't win the match. I, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. He was selling hard. On that day, that's right. Who know, I didn't say it wouldn't be. Like, you trying to tell me Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? No, I'm not. I'm telling you, he put the McMahons over on that day. Uh, Jack Murphy says Jay White's in the U.S. till September. Give it to me. I think in the future, I think that's got to be like a. I can't be like a, a quick rushed thing. Jay White is to me one of the people that can out son of a bitch MJF to where people in the roster are like. Who is the son of a bitch we can get to match him? And they're like, MJF. Uh-huh. Bryson says, just got out of Dynamite in Austin. How did we sound on TV? We tried to be loud as possible. What a show. You were very loud, although yeah. people in the chat are pretending like we said that you were crickets for Yuka Sakazaki. Uh, <laughs> you all were very loud. <laughs> the only, only in wrestling can you say, hey, I didn't like this match. Here are seven more that she had that I liked. And someone says, oh, they're hating on Joshi. Please. Sawyer says, felt like Omega's belt collector chant was improvised on the spot. Looked like he popped himself in page with it. It was so bad that I loved it, Alex. That was great. I love it. He's like, I don't want to hear any more cowboy shit. What I want to hear is belt collector because he realized <laughs> he doesn't have a real nickname they can go to like he's like let's go cleaner like I feel, if he had i feel like if he had one more minute he could have come up with a much better chant for himself but you know what the bad chant works better than if he came up with a good one but he's he's got the terminator chant sure oh yeah yeah right he's, yeah it's the best one i love yeah. it oh man it felt like he was going to say I can't wait to see cowboy shit become chicken shit. But he couldn't remember what he was supposed to say and just said, uh, belt collector. And it it made the segment that much better. Intangible one says, the Jesus dude needs to get a picture with Miro. If I were Miro, I would. I would. Uh, Jack Murphy says, guys, that was one of the best wrestling TV shows I've ever seen. God, that was good. This company isn't perfect, but it really doesn't let me down. I mean, hey, there's, there's going to be things on any show that we don't like, even if we love the the promotion the the program any of that stuff uh but my god guys this was one hell of a show like there there was almost nothing that i was like man this is outright bad even the even the stuff that i didn't like outside of the qt marshall thing even the stuff that i wasn't crazy about like like sakazaki and penelope ford i'm like i see why they did it i see why they're building this i see why they're they're going this direction so man this was a fire show Alex, tell the people what you got going on. 
Uh, I do the Sour Graps review on Fightful Select, uh, where I talk about uh, Raw usually on Tuesdays and uh, SmackDown usually on Saturdays. But this is a pay per view weekend, so <laughs> maybe on Friday I'll just I'll I'll do the SmackDown thing that night. Uh, and uh, then I also do the post NXT show on Tuesdays on the regular YouTube. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of crazy moves being made in NXT. Um, people, be, people, uh, being, uh, called up to NXT and dragged down to the main roster. And it, there's all kinds of things going back and forth. I do a lot of impressions. It's a lot of fun. Robert, you are going to be filling in for me on Friday along with Jeremy Lampert. Of course, we got Slammiversary Saturday. We got Money in the Bank Sunday. There's so much stuff going on. Yes, I am going to be filling in with the Booty Pro mastermind, Jeremy Lambert, who hosted a wonderful press conference yesterday. And then I'll be live next week with Pineapple Pete. Other than that, every day I'm over here writing articles. I'm also in Fightful Magazine. I reviewed SummerSlam 88. It's great. Check it out. Follow me on Twitter and everywhere else at Dude Felice. And I'll be here next time. Guys, there's so much stuff we got going on. Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Uh, there's so much great stuff. Met fan 1391 wraps us up and says, any chance we'll see me. We'd see Miro go after Archer. If Archer wins next week, Miro did say, if you have a belt, you have a problem, man. I think that at this point, uh, at this point, Miro would do about anything to get into Japan. He wants to work in Japan. Yeah. Uh, really, really bad. But guys, thank you all so much. Uh, check out fightfulselect.com. We've got, uh, all kinds of exclusive news there. There's a lot of talk, a lot of talk. Uh, wait, sorry, I don't know why I said that Robert was filling in this Friday. It's Joel Pearl. I'm getting, I'm getting. Oh, we grief. did it again. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, amazing! It's Joel Pearl on the Friday show. I'm yeah, the hell with me. Joel, Joel, be a lot of fun. I'm dumb. I'm going to Nashville. I'm gonna hang out with my friend who hosts the Church of Joshi podcast, Kayla. Uh, make sure you guys... Like I, I, listen, man, I, you know, got to put on the happy face, man. Doing the Maki Ito interviews and when, when, the, when stardom God. came to the U.S. and I was the only person in America that interviewed any other talent, had to just pretend, man. Guys, thank you all so much. Joe Pearl <laughs> filled in for listing your boy today even. Oh, go to hell, Joe Pearl. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.